Welcome and thank you for joining us on our first Unshackled Love Podcast. My name is Bruce Payne. I'm sitting here with my wonderful, gorgeous, better half, Kayla Payne. My wife, Kayla Payne, and I, we are both teachers here in the greater Austin area. We are also blessed to be parents of nine wonderful kids. Uh, our kids range in age from five to almost 18 years old, and pretty much everything in between. And we're, we're at a point in life right now where we feel called uh, to, to branch out and start a ministry. Yeah, the ministry really started, I think, Bruce and I, you know, being teachers and also just being parents of so many kids, and even within our life and in our marriage, we've experienced what you would call growing pains, right? And I remember uh, being eight years old and having the worst growing pains. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I got them bad. Well, real quick, <laughs> and, and as she sits here and says when she was eight years old, she was also like five foot eight and a half <laughs> or something like that. So she was really going through the thickest of growing pains I at mean, that age. I mean, I did grow rather rather quickly in a short amount of time, yes. And um, I remember just laying in so much agony. My legs would ache and hurt. And my mom would just look at me and say, that means you're growing. And her optimism killed me <laughs> in that moment. Um, but really growth is uncomfortable and growth is hard and growth is challenging and you know as you get older your growing pains aren't always physical but they're real emotional um, environmental you know whether it's work or friends and family we experience a different type of growing pains and then especially as Christians um, you know life is not guaranteed to be easy there's definitely growing pains as God molds us and shapes us into who he wants us to be and then lastly as a parent you start to see your kids go through growing pains and so you know it was nice that our name kind of fit into it the pains p-a-y-n-e-s-s -S. so so here you have it here you have the birth of growing pains and um you know, it's a his, hers, and ours family ministry. It is. And, and I think that the big thing there is, is within a marriage, you know, you have two individual, individuals who come together as a married couple. And in our circumstances, we have nine beautiful kids. Um, and like I said before, we know our kids that range from the age of five to almost 18. And over the course of the years, we've done some awesome things as parents. We've done some not so awesome things as parents. Pretty much, I'd even go as far as saying flat out crappy. You know, we're here, we're human beings here on earth. And um, as a result, you know, we have gone through and, and learned, you know, through our mistakes and through growing pains of sorts. Yeah, th this podcast is definitely not because we think we're perfect parents. <laughs> definitely not. You know, we're, we're still a work in progress. Yeah. And I think on the on the bigger level, right? You know, it, being a teacher, um, and, and both of us being teachers, not just teachers for, of our own kids and teaching them how to live life and what it means to be a God fearing human being, but being teachers in the public school system where things are broken, you know, from the curriculum our kids are being taught to expectations put on them by peers, to even what schools are putting out there in terms of what is supposed to be normal. Uh, what is supposed to be acceptable uh, or even accepted, right? You know, we, we are told that, you know, you have a kid who sits there and is going through gender identity crisis and we're required to sit there and call them by their new name. Well, guess what? What if that's not what I feel is right or what I feel comfortable doing, right? And so 
Um, as an adult, that's one thing. As a teacher, that's one thing. Um, as students having to sit there and live through that, um, that's not stuff that we had to sit there and live through as kids ourselves. And so um, regardless of that, you know, even those kids who are going through things like that, they're hurting. And so how can we sit here and be a difference maker? And that's where Growing Pains comes in, is how can we make a difference in these kids' lives? And it all points back to the cross. It all points back to Jesus. Um, we were sitting there in the car today. Uh, funny side story. I'm sitting in a gas station. One of my favorite gas stations here in Texas it's called QT. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm eating healthy today. I'm stoked. I have my unsweet tea, and I'm going through, and I'm getting my apples and some healthy cashews. When all of a sudden, I have somebody squeeze my right butt cheek. <laughs> Yes, and my wife is laughing because the person who ended up grabbing it was her, and it scared the daylight out of me. And actually, last right now, it did. I was like, what's going on? My wife would not approve. And uh, I just happened to realize that it's my wife, who happened to be in the neighborhood, who saw my car at QT, walked in, surprised me. Yeah, but, I can't help myself. But as we sit here and laugh about that, the best part was we got in the car, and there's a song – uh, and, and the lyrics just talk about one way Jesus. And it just brought us back to the reason why we're sitting here doing this ministry, which is everything needs to point back to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, everything. I mean, that's even within parenting. I am only human. I am, you know, only capable of doing so much. And I'm guaranteed to fail at times. But it's my responsibility as a parent to raise my child. And it's your responsibility as a parent. You know, when you step into that role, God ordained you and equips you as a parent and to raise your child until adulthood. And, you know, a lot of people look at us as teachers and they say, oh, but you make such a difference. The reality is, is I can only make so much of a difference during my time at school for that one year that I have them and then they're off to the next classroom and so my impact is limited whereas if we start impacting the home and if we start making changes with parents and we start making that change for our family we're changing legacies for generations and generations to come and so I really feel like that's where God put put on our hearts is yes our love for children and wanting to help them seeing a broken generation but we come up through that by setting the example and leading um our children and us first no absolutely but but in in doing so and and as we kick off this podcast to kind of introduce us just a little bit it's talking about the non-negotiables as us as parents um these are things that have come to and more to, to fruition as time has come it is things that we've seen other people teach us. It's been things that we've learned from other folks who are God-fearing human beings. It's from people that we value, right? People who have had an impact in our lives. And I think if you sit there and you look at our lives, you know, Kayla and I, um, our, our childhoods weren't perfect by any means. I mean, you can go on growingpains.org and sit there and look at our, our bios a little bit, and you can kind of see that, hey, we're just like the person right next to us. We have some parents who love us but didn't really know what they were doing themselves in terms of raising us in a godly household. And so it's taking trial and error and time, and by the grace of God, we are where we are today. And so um, looking at our non-negotiables, the very first non-negotiable that we want to sit here and talk about is... Leading by example. So uh, Wait, 
do you say leading by example? Are you, are you sitting here saying that um, you can't be a hypocrite? Uh, that um, and I'm, I say that word because my wife has said it to me a thousand times. Can't be a hypocrite. Um, or I've heard so many times from her this wonderful things that stuff is caught, not taught. And so I'm sitting here as she stole my line. I know, but you're gonna go through. I'll let her go through the Bible verse and everything else. But this is an important thing because as the man of the house and what God has called me to do uh, as the head of the house, and then her and I as being equally yoked in our journey of parenting. Um, we have to lead by example. And, what, and honey, what does the Bible say about leading by example? So the verse that I really like that always just sticks out to me, and you've probably heard it before, but we're going to dive in a little deeper, is Proverbs 22.6. And in the New Living Translation, it says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they're older, they will not leave it. And what I love about this verse is, you know, it says direct your children onto the right path, but there's an assumption there that we know what the right path is. And so if you don't know what the right path is, and I think this is also, you kind of mentioned briefly, I don't think that either one of our parents really knew what that right path was themselves. And so now we're having to figure that out as adults and as parents. Um, But how much better will my children be if I know the path and I'm walking down that path and then that now that I know the path and I know what leads and we know that that way is one way Jesus. Yeah, well, I, well real quick. <laughs> He's it's, dancing too. I'm but. sitting here. <laughs> yeah. As, as I'm sitting here thinking about though, in, in that path, right? And I think so many parents are like, well, how? Like, what, what does that path look like? And and you all know what? I got to say thank you. Thank you to the thousands, the couple thousand years ago when people sat there and put this book together called the Bible. Um, which has Ten Commandments, as well as it has things that we're supposed to do, like Proverbs 22.6, commandments of sorts that are telling us what it is we should be doing. It's not saying, hey, if you have a chance, you should direct your kids, or maybe you should direct your kids, or if you feel up to do- today, you should direct your kids. Or, you know, they might turn out, it may turn out, like, you, you got a 50-50 chance, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not, it's, the Bible is very direct, and this is saying, you know, when they're older, they will not leave it. There's your efforts. It's the it's the seed that you're sowing, right? Like any, if you've ever planted seeds, I know tomato plants are the hardest for us. We try every year with epic failure. Um, it takes effort and it takes time and you have to water it and you have to, you know, there's a lot of tender love and care that goes into getting that seed to blossom and produce fruit. And so your think of your child's lifespan or at least the first 18 years as that seed. And we're constantly having to water it in order to see that blossom when they're in adulthood. Yeah, I, I think that's a great analogy. I think another analogy that we can sit here and use is how about an investment? I mean, how many of us are sitting here worried about a retirement or talk about a retirement or 401k or 403b as a teacher, or what do we got to do to sit there and make sure we can have a nest egg so we can retire? And I guarantee uh, for a lot of people, that is a conversation that you have probably had more times in the last year than you have talked, uh, spent talking about the investment that you're willing to sit there and make in your kids. I mean, that's just something that just hit me right now, right? Like, I go through it. As, as the beginning of the school year has come up, um, we have had numerous individuals come and talk to us and want to talk to us about our investments. Um, you know, do you have the proper investments? 
uh, ready for, for when you retire because between your retirement age and what you already have saved, it's not enough. Well, the reality is we have that the same amount of time, if not shorter, to invest in our own kids. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that we spend so much time worrying about the financial gain in our lives, yet the most precious thing in our lives are our kids, and that's getting neglected. And that's unfortunate. You all know what? That we sit here and we're in a society that values money over nurturing our kids, uh, empowering our kids, and raising our kids. Um, the second, as you know, as we sit there and go through our non-negotiables, um, the next one is being committed. Okay, this is the same thing in marriage. Uh, you look at our marriage rate in the United States, especially um, not just in the secular world, but in the Christian world. How many people are getting divorced because it's just not fun anymore? Or they don't like it, or they're not happy, or they're not full of joy. Um, you know, this is a podcast that you're going to hear some stuff about divorce. Um, I myself was divorced at one, one once upon a time, and my beautiful wife comes from a, a family where she, her parents were divorced. So um, we sympathize and we empathize with people going through it. But that being said, the commitment level here in the United States isn't what it should be or where God calls us to be. And as parents, I mean, Imagine if you sit there and said, hey, I want a full paycheck going to work, but I'm only going to work half the time. I'm only going to commit myself 25 hours a week, but I want a 40-hour paycheck. And it's the same thing when we sit here and we raise our kids, okay? You can't sit there and expect to have an awesome, God-fearing, God-loving kid who loves their classmates, yet you're only going to sit there and give them 25% of your effort or 50% of your effort or time into raising them to be these human beings, right? It doesn't matter how tired we are. It doesn't matter how much we don't want to get up and do something with them today, or maybe we don't want to sit there and drive them to a soccer game, or maybe practice is too late in Central Austin and I'm not getting home until 9.15. Okay, guess what? Take that 40 minutes that we're in the car and be committed to sitting there teaching them about God. Uh, be committed to them and talk to them about, hey, how's your day going? Yeah. I mean, Kayla and I, we've had so many conversations with our kids over the years spent in the car while in the car coming back from a practice that – it's almost more beneficial than sitting here at home. You know, I, mm-hmm. I once heard a pastor say, the best part about being in the car with a kid is that you're committed. There's nowhere for them to go. You have to sit there and have the conversations with them then because they can't hop out and walk away, especially when they're in high school and they want to avoid you to begin with, right? And so as we sit here and we talk about being committed, uh, the, the verses that we're looking at are in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Uh, you want to go ahead and read that, honey? Yeah, it says... Um, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You wait. Prob- did it? Did it say all your? All probably your, all, heard that before. All, all of it. Best part is, is that my seven-year-old kid can sit here and read the word "all," and he can sit here and define what the word "all" means. Anyways, go ahead. So I love that it says this because it says your heart, your soul, and your strength. And I'm gonna just a quick intro, uh, interlude here. Because um, it's also said in Genesis that man is created in God's image, and God is three in one, right? God is Father, Son, and Spirit. And so I love any verse like this that recognizes our Trinity and how we're created in His image as heart, soul, and strength, right? So there's also three parts of us. And so we have to love God with our heart, with our soul, and our strength. And then it goes on to say, you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. 
talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up, all the time. There's always time to talk about how God is working in your life. There is always a moment to make that time with your children, asking them about how their day is going, asking, praying with them. How can we, how can I be praying for you? Have you prayed about this? Are you seeking counsel about that? What does the Bible say? Here's a verse. Are you memorizing a verse? What did you read today? There is always that time. And, you know, whether it's in the car and just having, I ironically had a conversation with a woman just today about that. Um, quoting that same pastor saying, you know, in the car, she said, my kids are just always on their phone. And I said, you're the parent. Take their phones away. Make them talk to you because they can't go anywhere else. And that's what we need to do. It is so important that we, if we know the truth and we know the way and we know like this, there's this Bible and it has so much truth and freedom and so many promises, but it also has life giving commands that offer correction and bring blessing. And this verse is very specific where it says we need to commit ourselves wholeheartedly to telling them to our children. And something else that I recently read, a quote by John Maxwell, and he was talking about how, you know, there's two different types of growth. There's accidental growth, and then there's intentional growth. And so we can act, right, like accidental growth is, oh, it just happens, that idea of, oh, maybe they'll grow up to be good kids, or, you know, maybe they'll figure it out someday, and, you know, they'll, they'll learn sooner or later, and it's just kind of this natural progression, this natural course. But then when you take the intentionality, if you take the intentional, um, you know, you're really sitting down, having time. It's like we're pouring into our children and we're only going to help them reach their full potential because instead of just tossing them out into the wild and hoping that they'll figure it out. Well, we, on that premise alone, right? If we don't raise our kids, something else will. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. right? And, and the reality is, if, if you look, you know, looking at the society, societal problems that we're facing today, especially as teachers, and just in general, you know, with the hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of kids that we come in contact with on a regular basis, is parents are so worried about being cool or about being their kid's mm. friend, right? Yeah. And it's not asking us in the Bible or telling us in the Bible or commanding us in the Bible to sit there and say, hey, be a great friend to your kid. It's asking us to sit there and lead by example as a parent. It's asking us it is asking us to be committed as a parent. Mm -hmm. um, going back to what you said about the phone in the car, I mean, I'm the first one to sit there and say it's easier sometimes to say, hey, here's your device, be quiet. Guess what? That's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it's hard. You know, parenting is hard, and that's why we're sitting here doing this is so that we can have, um, you know, it kind of brings us up, up into our, our next point, but it's so that we have other like-minded people around us as we raise our kid and and to us, we call that, you know, our village. You know, who is your village that you are doing life with? Uh, and it's important to build your village, right? And, and so point number three is building your village. Um, Kayla and I have been blessed to have many awesome friends. You know, it's funny is you have kids, you end up going to different activities which you meet parents at those activities, whether it's church, whether it's sports, whether it's school, whatever it might be. And we've been beyond blessed, especially as we moved to Texas handful of years ago to, to meet a lot of awesome people here in texas and then we have an even better support group back home in california but the reality is here in texas we have awesome christian friends and not just the word christian but christ followers people who are disciples of god um in every aspect whether it's going to church 
whether it's at our workplaces, whether it's uh, in our small groups, whether it's coaches that coach our kids. I mean, our kids sit here and play soccer for some of the largest organizations, uh, including the MLS team here um, in the area. And, and we've been blessed with some awesome coaches who sit there and pour into our kids who we've seen the difference that they've made, right? You know, um, I'll throw a name out here right now, a dude named Travis Carmichael. I mean, awesome kid who, because of him, my kid, and I call him a kid, he's in his 20s. I'm just going to be an old man, I guess. But uh, I, I throw his name out there because you want to know what? The love that he has poured into my kids, um, you know, as Kayla and I sit here and watch this, it, it's immeasurable, you know? They, they learn from their teachers, which is awesome, but somebody like him who shows them the love of God, doing an activity they love is immeasurable as well. So it is important to build your village. You know, it's it's awesome to, to be able to be around people who, if you're not there or if you're busy doing something, they raise the, your kids with the same expectations that you do. Right. I mean, you know, they there's a reason why they say it takes a village to raise a child um, because they were not lying. <laughs> and they, you know, it, it really does – and we all know, too, that kids sometimes just respond different, differently to another adult figure. And when I'm not there 100% of the time, I think you said that perfectly, it's important that you have other adults in your children's life who they can also equally look up to, that they can confide in, that they can see an example, and that you know those other adults are raising my children with the same expectations that I would. Um, you know, there's not a, co- a conflict in our beliefs or what is important or, oh, I know that your mom says that, but it's okay. That's not how it really, no, like we're in alignment with what matters most. Now, does that mean we agree about everything? No. And, and, you know, there's a whole nother podcast episode on healthy conflict. I can feel it brewing, but, um, you know, there it's still, it's the, what matters most. And so when it comes to not, so it goes back to the non-negotiables. The non-negotiables, yeah, right? Most. And what matters most. Right? And, and so, um, you know, it's funny, over the, over the years, as we sit here and talk about building our village, um, you know, I, I come from a household, born to a household that was unequally yoked. I mean, as as I was born, my parents, neither one was a believer, and then my mom became a believer, and, and, and they didn't have the same values in terms of Jesus, one way to Jesus, or, or following Jesus, right? And so it was always kind of a struggle based on, I mean, both good people, um, but early on there was a struggle because one of them was sitting there trying to follow God in his will, and the other one was trying to sit there and do their own will, um, which doesn't work out very well. And so same goes for raising your kids. It's the importance of being equally yoked with your spouse, but in terms of that, being equally, almost equally yoked with the people who help raise your kids. And, and this kind of leads us into the, the next verse that we're going to kind of follow up and finish with. And that's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And so we just, you know, again, God just being so clear in his word that when it comes to our friendships and those who are in our closest circle, we need those people who are iron, who are strong, and who are going to strengthen us right alongside them. Absolutely. You know, it's... I liken it into trying to eat, you know, here here in Texas, people like their steak. I mean, some people like T-bones, uh, some people like filet, whatever it might be. Uh, we've come to like the Texas, I mean, if Texas had like a state meat, I think it might be a ribeye. I think that's ours. I think the Texas state meat would technically be a brisket. Yeah, that's not a steak. That's <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, brisket's <laughs> to die for as well. 
absolutely love it. But but in terms of a steak, it would be a brisket. And, and guess what? You can take a brisket or a ribeye. Regardless, try going to battle with that steak with a spoon. Right. You're not going to be able to cut it up very – and I know it's cliche, but you know how hard it's going to be for me to sit there and eat a piece of brisket or a ribeye with a spoon? I mean, unless I – Nah, even then it won't be able to do it right, right? The reality is you're not going to be able to sit there and cut it. And the reality is in life, if we are not sharpened, like iron sharpens iron, we are not going to be able to go through life uh, efficiently. You know, we're going to get stuck at every turn like that spoon trying to cut a steak and get stopped in our tracks. And I, I think this goes back to point number one is leading by example, right? If we want our kids to sit there and have good relationships, I mean, how often do you sit there and say to your kid, hey, make wise choices, have good friends, make sure you're, you know, hanging out with people who, who are like you, make sure you're hanging out with people who love God, people who don't curse, people who sit there and don't make fun of other kids, people who get good grades. Well, look in the mirror. Are you hanging out with people that are making good decisions, people that are sitting there and using good choice words, hanging out with people who are making you better? Because if you're not, you want to know what? Kids are going to sit there and say, ha, ha, stick their finger at their nose and make fun of you and say, guess what? You're a hypocrite. Yeah. Either you're committed to this lifestyle you're not. Either you're committed to investing in your kid's life or you're not. And so you want to know what? You want your kids to have iron in their life? Well, start with the iron in your life first. You want your kids to sit there and imitate Jesus on earth? Imitate Jesus on earth first. You want your kids to sit there and grow the kingdom of God, guess what? You grow the kingdom of God first by sowing those seeds into your kids from a young age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, it's something that's extremely important to us. You know, it's, it's something that God's put on our hearts for a number of years, and it's something that we've battled and gone back and forth. And as she said, and I've said earlier in this podcast, we're not perfect. I mean, it, it's a work in progress. We have a couple spirited kids this week that it have – have made us want to sit there and pull our hair out, but at the same time, we are called to sit, to love them regardless. We are called to sit there and discipline and then show grace and mercy and a bunch of other things that we'll talk about as we move forward. Um, yeah, but um, so to end, really, I think what he said is there's going to be a lot to come. And in this Unshackled Love podcast, we're going to address those things and we're going to talk about all those topics but how do you do that with love because I think above all else that's that's our biggest commandment right to love God and then love one another and so with everything that we do love has to be the theme and I think that there's definitely finding a balance between how do we discipline in love how do we set boundaries in love how do we set um, expectations and hold our children accountable to those expectations in love and, ha- and accountability? And so we're going to do that over the course of the podcast. But I just wanted to encourage you today, if you're wondering, man, they have nine kids. I don't know how you do it. Uh, first of all, you're not the first person that said that. <laughs> yes, we, we do have nine. We do have nine. It's a number after eight before ten. get that quite often. I don't know how you do it. So uh, first of all, stick Actually, around. Actually, real quick, real quick. You know what I think we get more than you have nine kids is you know what causes that, right? Oh, my gosh. That's a whole other tangent. But, but, the, re- but the reality <laughs> is we, I think we get asked that question more often. And, yes, we did not have cable once upon a time. Anyways, go ahead. Oh, okay. 
So you might be sitting there wondering to yourself, I don't know how you do it. So the first thing I'm going to just encourage you to do is stay connected. Join us next week when we post you know, our second podcast and throughout this journey as this becomes part of our weekly routine, we feel that God is wa- wants us to use our gifts to bless others and bless you. And so maybe the podcast is great and you're getting lots from it, but maybe you also just want to have a conversation and you're like, you know what? I think I need some more. I think I need more help. I really need to figure this out. Maybe you're struggling. You've lost control in your family. Maybe you're feeling uncertain and doubt that you aren't cut out for this job or you don't know how to start building your faith. These are all valid struggles that we've gone through at some point in time. And so part of our Growing Pains Hits Hers and Ours ministry is making sure that you're getting the resources that you need to grow first. And a couple of the ways that we do that is through mentorship and coaching. And so if that's something that you're like, I want to find out more about possibly partnering with Bruce or Kayla or both of us um, through marriage coaching, I just encourage you, go to check out our website. It's Growing Pains, and that's pains like our last name, P-A-Y-N-E-S, growingpains.org. There you can read our bios. You can fill out a contact form. Let us know uh, how you want to get connected. You can also see what our vision and our beliefs are and that's really how you're going to get to connect with us and start building relationship and, and include us in your village. That would be such a blessing if uh, we could be a part of your village. Absolutely. And, and, and I think not just her and I, but we have, like I said, our kids as well. And we, we will, you know, in, in future podcasts, we will be doing these with them as well and having them be a part of this. Um, they will be available online as well to, to talk with your kids or whatever it might be as well. So we're excited, you know, as, as a family. It's not just her and I. It's our village here at her house and then our extended village uh, of, of folks who know what is, you know, who know what God has put on our hearts. And so I'm going to sit here and end uh, just with a word of prayer. Um, I know a lot of people are going through a lot of things right now. I mean, we have three, four, five, six loved ones in our lives who are either in the hospital or about to be in the hospital, who have had surgery or who are going through surgery, who have been informed by doctors but not too sure what's going on next and um just know that regardless of what's going on even though you know you might feel distant from god right now or you feel that he's distant from you um that's not the case and so dear heavenly father just thank you for this time to to come together and have this podcast lord uh thank you for giving us an opportunity to sit here and talk about what is so precious to you and that's raising kids lord the 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 kids who you talk about multiple times throughout the Bible and just the importance of raising them and treating them right and showing them respect and even living life like children do, uh, Lord. I pray that you can be with our kids. I pray that you can be with the kids of parents who are listening to this podcast as they go through life, Lord, that you can help them navigate with wisdom, um, with peace, with understanding that only you can give, Lord. I pray that you can be with parents who are hurting right now. You know, there, there's so many broken people due to a variety of different circumstances, Lord. I pray that wherever people are, that you can meet them more right where they're at. That you can meet them right where they're at. You can fill that void that only you can fill, Lord. That, you know, 
um, that, that void that people might turn to alcohol or whatever it might be, that, that you can sit there and fill that void. I pray that you can be with all the families of our loved ones who are going through different battles right now, Lord, that you can sit there and you can just bring them peace right now, Lord, that you can sit there and you can show them your love, that you can come to where they're at, Lord, on their level, whatever it might be. Maybe they're not sitting here praying to you, but that you can just sit there and know their heart that, hey, guess what? They need you right now. Thank you for my gorgeous, lovely wife. And Steve, thank you for this opportunity to sit here and do this ministry, Lord. Let us glorify you with our words and actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.